do design decisions involve value judgments? Andy Halliwell has gone and posted this question on LinkedIn as part of our redesigning D&T project and debates. I think this is a really tricky one to answer and our expert group felt that it was an important question that needed debating. Do design decisions involve value judgments? I think firstly, I'd be saying, what do you mean by a value judgment, a values judgment? And maybe in your response to Andy's question, you'll explore what you understand and what your views are of what value judgments are and then whether they actually impinge on or affect the design decisions that designers make and also that children make in D&T lessons. So do join the debate. We're always open to conversation and discussion on this. But for now, on to the next episode. It's been a while, but it's time for an update from me about the podcast and what's going on next. You're listening to the Talking D&T podcast. I'm Dr. Alison Hardy, a writer, researcher and advocate of design and technology education. In each episode, I share views, news and opinions about D&T. It's been a while since I've given an update about the podcast and what I'm doing with the podcast and in terms of work. So I've been given a little bit of a kick up the backside by Charlotte Marshall, who does the podcast promotion to get on with recording a podcast. So here I am this morning giving you an update on what I've been doing, why it's all been a bit quiet and some of the directions that I'm going to take the podcast in from here and kind of reaching out for your thoughts and views and opinions as normal. So it's been a bit of a quiet year on the podcast for a couple of main reasons. I've had some significant changes in personal circumstances and people who know me will know what I mean when I say that. And I want to say, first of all, thank you very much for their support this year and their ongoing support and friendship and love. And that means a huge amount. But secondly, I've had a, a major project which I can't talk about, which is um, really difficult for me because normally I'm very open about the work I'm doing, but I'm under contract uh, on a project at the moment that we had hoped would be finished and published by now. I think it's going to be really useful for design and technology teachers, not just in England, but beyond. Um, we're hoping that will be out in 2024 when I will be doing some more podcasting about that. And I'm really excited about that. It's been intellectually challenging for me. Um, I think it's really made me think some things differently and confirm some of my views about design and technology. So I think when that comes out, that'll be a great thing to have some debate about. Again, people who know me really well will know the code that I'm speaking in and know what I'm talking about. Um, as I said, it's not through choice that I'm not saying any more of it. I am under contract and at the moment the contract says that I can't talk about it publicly. So there you go, I'm being a bit of an enigma. Um, so in terms of other things that have been going on, it's not that I've been not doing very much. It's just that I've not been doing things on the podcast. I had loads of conversations with D&T teachers, which came out over the summer. And um, the podcast has now hit 35,000 downloads, which has been really exciting. And it's just so lovely to know that there are people out there that are finding it interesting. And I love talking to different people about design and technology and having them on. So to that end, I have been talking about D&T quite a lot in England. There's been quite a few things going on around design and technology and trying to lobby government about um, the decline in numbers in design and technology. People will know that the Design and Technology Association have been working really hard on this. Um, 
and other people have been coming up with different initiatives. And so that's led to and, and stimulated a lot of conversation, which has been uh, very exciting. And I've been very privileged to be involved in some of that. Um, and I'm sure you can imagine that, as usual, I've been given quite a different perspective. I'm going to record a podcast where I'm sharing my perspective. So it's all open and transparent. I like to do that, as people know. Um, so that'll be out as well in a couple of days, maybe weeks time. I'm not quite sure just yet. So that, that's been happening and I am planning a series of episodes around shaping the design and technology curriculum that have been based on those conversations. So I've got some people lined up for that podcast series, um, which draws on some of those national conversations, gets people sharing publicly their views about design and technology and, and what needs to be done, if anything. And there are there are different solutions and there are different thoughts. So that's going to be really exciting. I expect that will be coming out. Uh, sometime in November, December. Um, at the moment, I think I've got about 14 episodes planned. I've invited some people who've come back and said, yes, great. Uh, other people I'm still kind of waiting to have some conversations with. So that's going to be evolving about who's going to be involved in that. The other big thing that I've got coming up is PAT40, which is the Pupils Attitude Towards Technology 40th Conference, which is being chaired by the lovely Matt McLean up at Liverpool, John Moores. And the lovely Sarah Davis has been the editor in chief for the publication of all the papers. I think there's about 76 papers. So that's a conference that's happening up in Liverpool. Um, I know the bookings close on the 22nd of October. I'm going to hopefully get this one out on the 17th. That's tomorrow. So this is a bit of a last minute dot com episode. Um, but do follow people on social media to keep up to date with that. The papers will be published afterwards and that's going to be international research about design and technology in a very, very broad range of perspectives. It's really exciting. I, I love it as a conference. It's the first one I've been to face to face for a few years. So I'm looking forward to catching up with old friends and meeting new friends. And I know quite a few D&T teachers from England will be going along to that. So that's something else that I've been working on. <clears throat> Excuse me as well over the last few months um, and I've now been working with Sarah to get some of the copy editing done for that publication. The other thing that's been bubbling along is the Redesigning D&T project. Um, I've got a fantastic team that are actually leading on that now. So I've got um, Amanda Mason, Kieran Ellis and Andrew Halliwell. We've got a paper at the PAC conference talking about where we've got to with that. Um, I've just had ethical approval for the next part of the project. So we're going to be recording a podcast where we can get people involved in the next stage, which is debating our contentious questions. Uh, I'll put some links in the show notes to the previous episodes so you can kind of catch up and be ready for that. I'm going to really encourage people. Uh, so when I say people, I'm being very specific in this one. It's design and technology teachers in England because it is around <clears throat> taking the national curriculum in England and thinking about how do we design a curriculum for primary and secondary schools based around that. So it's not a, a one size fits all, but it's a design project around that, that national curriculum. And the Department for Education are interested. I've got a meeting in my diary with them in November. They want to find out how the project's going and hear what teachers are saying. So I'll be reporting on that. But yeah, so look out for that. Um, we'll be putting links up soon to that and putting a podcast to get people involved in that. So it's kind of like couple of big things. So although I've been quite on the podcast, I've been pretty busy in other areas. And I've got a book proposal in which if you are a patron, and that means you financially support the podcast, um, you'll have already heard about. And that's kind of like a nice little lead into the next bit is some of you might have seen on social media a post last week, 
where I am going to be doing some premium content on the podcast. Now, what that means is, and why I'm doing it, why am I doing it? Let's do this one, first of all. So I try and run the podcast on a not-for-loss basis. That means I don't make any money from doing it. I don't advertise on it. Um, I have had offers of sponsorship, but at the moment I've said no. But it does cost. It costs me about $12 a month um, to host the podcast. I then pay £8 a month for transcriptions. And then I also pay, I can't remember now because I've cancelled the subscription, um, the for the recording software if I'm doing interviews because it's a much better quality, that's on Riverside. So all in all, it can cost me about £25 a month to run the podcast. Um, and I try and pay for that out of my consultancy money. Um, but due to the personal circumstances, which I've hinted at at the beginning, um, things are not quite as comfortable as they were. So um, I am having to look at how I can continue to do the podcast, make as much of it as free as possible, but actually um, start to cover the costs of the podcast. So there will be coming out. Um, I think my plan at the moment is that I'll still do one a week or one approximately a week that is free and one a week, approximately a week um, that were part of the premium content. And that's going to run at about $4 a month. Um, if you are a patron um, and you are contributing $3 a month, £3 a month, um, you'll get the content free so that you don't have to pay extra for the premium content. So it's been a really difficult decision to do. Um, I do like to make as much of my stuff freely available. With 120 episodes, I have kind of got to be realistic about how much I keep putting out um, for free. Um, I do do consultancy and work with a whole range of different organisations, but a lot of that money I do through the university and only a small proportion of that comes to me. But I have got to cover the cost and I hope people understand that at £25 a month, it's not something that's sustainable if I'm not doing it um, at a not for loss. And I say deliberately a not for loss because I'm not looking to make profit on the podcast. Um, I try and give money away to support different organisations as I go along if I do ever get into that position. So that that's what's happening. So give me feedback. Let me know what you think. Um, I'm happy to hear thoughts on what that premium content should be. Um, it's likely that some of the major projects that I was talking about earlier in the, this episode will be part of that premium content. But again, not all of it, because I do want to be inclusive. And that's that's one of the reasons why I do the transcriptions as well, because not everybody can hear and access the podcast through listening. And so by making it written, um, it means that more people can access. So, yeah, it's not been an easy decision, but it's a pragmatic decision for now. And then finally, um, I am thinking about and being actively encouraged to apply uh, for professor this year. And I say actively encouraged by uh, friends and colleagues who know the work I do. Um, I applied for associate prof and talked about it on the podcast a couple of years ago. And I mention it here because as part of the application, it's collecting evidence about the impact that my work has. Um, And so... If there is anything that you think that you've used of my work or conversations with me that's had an impact on how you do design and technology, then please do drop me an email. There's links in the show notes to my contact details. That would really help me. Um, I'm applying for professor, as I said last time, for a number of reasons. Uh, It gives credibility to the subject to have professors 
they are rather few and far between in England. Um, I'm not saying that I'm any better than uh, anybody else who might apply, but I know that uh, titles do help. Uh, another very practical reason is, um, is I quite fancy another fancy title. Um, I'm an associate prof and you only put that at the end of your name. So it's Dr. Alison Hardy, associate prof, whereas the prof bit goes at the front so I feel like I can tick that box on my car insurance which might make a difference um you never know but yeah I so if you feel that you can write me a testimonial that'd be absolutely fab uh, if not 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 to worry um, but I'll keep you updated about how the progress is going on the application these things do take quite a long time Anyway, thanks for listening. I just wanted to give that update on where I'm going with the podcast, what's been going on, why things have been a little bit quiet, why I'm making some decisions about premium content and some of the other projects. Please do look out for updates about the Redesigning DNT project. As I said, the Department for Education have put a meeting in my diary for November. They want to hear about it. They're really interested because it's going to be input from practicing design and technology teachers. Um, and it's been led now by these three fantastic teachers that I'm working with. I love working with Amanda, Kieran and Andrew. They really keep me on my toes. Um, so do get involved. Do think about writing, drawing, uh, recording a, a, a voice audio for what you think about any of these contentious questions. As usual, thanks for listening and come back to me if you've got any thoughts or feedback. I'm Dr. Alison Hardy and you've been listening to the Talking DT podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, then do subscribe on whatever platform you use and do consider leaving a review as it does help others find the podcast. I do the podcast because I want to support the DNT community in developing their practice. So please do share the podcast with your DNT community. If you want to respond to something I've talked about or have an idea for a future episode, then either leave me a voice memo via SpeakPipe or drop me an email. You can find details about me, the podcast and how to connect with me on my website, dralisonhardy.com. Also, if you want to support the podcast financially, you can become a patron. Links to SpeakPipe, Patreon and my website are in the show notes. Thanks for listening.